Hello! Welcome to Episode 8 of Smash, Loot, and Roll. When we last left our trio, they were concluding their meeting at the Stitch in Time with Rainier and Bay regarding their missing friend Eric. Let's rejoin the trio and see where they go next for their search for Eric. We've been having a discussion for the better part of a better part of probably an hour, and I've not been properly introduced to one of you. Because as you know, I am Rainier. Rainier Neverwinter. Rainier is fine. No, no, no other titles. He looks over at the Hobgoblin. I bow my head slightly and I say, uh, Adrock. Master Cleric. And I am Bowden Orbrook, Orbrook of, the, of the High Cliff Orbrooks. All right. You must be from the uh, Southern Clans. Indeed. I've heard of the High Cliffs. <laughs> that's all. You guys have all come out of the south, south side of the uh, Swordwind Coast. So even your monastery chip is down that, that direction. Not in the same area, but you guys are all from the, at least the two of you are. Adrock's a little different, but, uh, and looks at you and goes, Master Halfling, it was quite entertaining to watch your your uh, fleet of foot skills through the window. I thank you. And you are? Chip. Chip. Chip Elrug. Nice to meet you. He goes, if you'd be so kind as to join me in my carriage, I'll happily take you all over to the Yawning Portal before I'm on my way as well. Much appreciated, fun. sir. All right. Do you guys do a quick hop through the uh, area? <laughs> I lean over to Chip. I thought you were a gnome. <laughs> difference okay <laughs> at all. It's, it's a human no monk. <laughs> no monk no monk a halfling monk i mean you the humans we all look the same i get it okay yeah. fine just just like for a dwarf all humans look the same yeah well most of them yeah <laughs> so apollonia not so much for some reason huh. <laughs> she's definitely definitely uh definitely a different look She's a dancer somewhere. I don't know. know. Yeah. If you don't correct him, Chip, he completely assumes you're a halfling. (laughs) (laughs) You're on out. (laughs) All right. You guys get to the yawning portal. You guys get in. What do you want to do as you get when you get to the yawning portal? Rainier bids you a good day. He goes, You can leave word with uh, Bay over the stitch in time. Would probably be the best place to keep uh, me informed. I will have at least I'll check in with her daily to see if you have any new updates. Very good. I don't really need a full rest i just use a cantrip so i'm good to go on everything but i uh but i don't have to take any detailed actions the, the only thing i want to do is i wanted to just check in with yagram if she's here the half work lady and just ask her real quick about the uh warehouse at, on candlestick if it sounds familiar to her when you first get there you notice that yagram's not there but after about an hour you see her walk in you see, she she gets the late afternoon rush into the happy hour into dinner time, is what she tends to cover where the crowds get rowdy. I'll wait till there's a lull and just uh, sidle up and say, "Yeah, appreciate you uh, establishing the contact." But I I did have a quick question for you. Uh, we received a note seeming to indicate that we should meet uh, meet a, someone at Candlestick Lane at a warehouse. Does this seem consistent with you? Of she goes, yeah. She goes, I said, that's one of the, uh, that's one of their operations, uh, where they smuggle goods in and out of. All right. Very good. Appreciate it. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no worries. Happy to, happy to help. You may be doing us a favor to, uh, remove a thorn in our side. Internally or externally? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's always politics. So, uh, I guess you'd call this internally. I see. Well, We'll see what we can do. We'll do the best we can. Yes. Well, if nothing else, just give me a just give me a shout back when you're uh, done. 
I'm sure it'll be worth your while. Will do. Thank and you oh, yes. And you hear one of the one of the barkeeps shouts at Yagram. Hey, is that the dwarf? She's like, yeah. So tell him to come over here. I got I got something for him. Trundle, 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 trundle. You're walking over there. <laughs> he goes, this message just came in. He goes, you're Bowden, right? Right. He goes, this one came in. He hands you a, 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 a nice rolled letter with a uh, wax seal on it. He goes, this came in for you and your companions, uh, Chip and Adrock. Excellent. I'll throw out a silver piece and say, here's for you and a drink for the lady as well. <laughs> like she needs any more drink but okay <laughs> like, thank you. Might it's, it's, like, it's like you thanks you and uh yeah but she basically says yeah uh it's you get the impression it's probably a smuggling operation or at least a front for one okay uh give me an insight check as well all right boy i'm boating in all over the place here today uh that would be a big five yeah, okay. completely oblivious. <laughs> to the universe. Yeah, you you didn't catch some of the more subtle statements she made. Nope, not a bit. <laughs> so, uh, you guys down in the main ta- main tap room, relaxing, uh, taking it easy. I uh, having some food. Yeah, I have a. Uh, I need to look it up, uh, but I have the ability to create. Uh, after I finish my long rest, I'm going to produce a experimental elixir. Cool. Uh, so. And I need to look that up. So, oh man, you gave me a run fast thing. I should have used that. Oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, I think that. <laughs> you can use it. I don't think it goes away, but I'll check. I think it only goes away until you brew something next. I forget which though. Okay. I'll let's get rid of it. Oh wait, it wasn't a permanent kind of thing. It may not have been. I'll oh wow. To, <laughs> I'll have to pull up my I think it. I think it's a twenty-four hour thing, but I, I don't recall any other fishers off the top of my head. So with that being said, you got Adrock sort of. Half napping, you know, relaxing, having some food. He's Chip. doing his ad rock thing, sitting over there with a book, yeah. tinted over his head, saying, telling people he's yeah. studying. Like, yeah. how does he do that? <laughs> Kyle, you get uh, Kyle comes running up to Chip and tack, damn near oh. knocks him off the uh, you know, <laughs> bowls the gnome over, over. It's like Marmaduke charging at normal people. <laughs> very happy to see. And joyous. Seems like the bar, t- the staff is very happy to have Kyle around. They don't mind him running around, things like that. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> and Kyle gets snacks, so he don't mind. He don't mind either. <laughs> Kyle's gaining weight. <laughs> He's making his rounds. Keep it up, Kyle, and you won't be able to fit in your ball. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which you guys haven't even tried yet. Yes. Well, there's there's the there's the intimidation factor. It's like. Oh, uh, what if it yeah. doesn't? What if, what if Kyle didn't come back out? What if Kyle goes in but <laughs> just gets? I want to see if in. Kyle will attack on command at some point. Well, you can uh, work with your animal handling to do that. Yeah. Work on training them. Maybe I'll take the swell out regress. Maybe I'll be doing some animal handling. Yeah. <laughs> Bowden, you want to read the note, or are you just going to wait till uh, Adrock's done, then take a look at the note? Uh, I'll take a note. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll read it, but uh, uh, I'll wait till everybody's around and share it. Yeah. So you can just hold till everybody's done. So. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just fast forward to the end of the long rest for you guys. Yeah. Uh, experimental elixir. And let me see. <laughs> you do so. Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> so it, do, it does not look like the elixir goes away. Okay. Then you're good then. Yeah, I'm just oh sure. no, that's the uh, tools you create. Yeah, uh, 24 hours. Create new tools. All right, so it's a D6, and I rolled uh, yet another two. Oh, so 
I make another potion of swiftness in this one I give um to Chip. Um so that you you now have a it's a potion of swiftness, the drinker's walking speed increases by ten feet for one hour. So when you pop it, uh you get an extra ten feet in every movement for instance. So you for, get to move forty you get to move forty five feet around. Yeah. Which is um, a lot. What's it called again? The potion of swiftness. Wait, Thank she's you. got Chip's got a movement speed of twenty of thirty five? Yeah. As a monk, they get next. Oh, okay. Week. I was about to say, there's some fast moving little bitty legs right there. <laughs> wait till wait till he gets to the level that uh, he can walk on walls. Right. <laughs> so about the time Adrock comes back down and hands Chip a, another elixir, Bowden, you pop the wax seal, look it up, and it says, Greetings, Adrock, Bowden, and Chip. I am Lady Castella. I would like to have a meeting with you as soon as it is convenient. I have a carriage waiting for you. Uh oh. <laughs> You notice inside when you unwrap it, there's also like a um, what you figure would be a, a, a like a small badge that you could actually hold up and find the carriage or type thing that's probably waiting outside for the last eight hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the carriage was like, I don't care. <laughs> I get paid either way. <laughs> I got told to wait here until they either say yes or no. But <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm be, I'm being paid regardless. <laughs> I'm running the meter. (laughs) (laughs) And it says uh, Lady Castor. Castellar. Castellar. Castellar, thank you. Lord. (laughs) Oh, is is our dog in the little Pokeball? (laughs) No, no, Kyle's running around like a crazy dog. Kyle's a girl, right? I'm pretty sure they had said that Kyle's a girl. I don't know. Question though, are, do are we gonna do the? Are we gonna go see Lady Costello, or are we gonna go to the warehouse? Ah, difficult decisions. <laughs> Plus, it's it's kind of sus that uh, it was this moment where they're you know, like, oh, by the way, you have a you have plans. Here, here's a note. We want you to have other plans that take you away from it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, we can. I guess to my mind, it depends on how far apart they are. If the if the lady's carriage is significantly far away from this, uh, you know, uh, warehouse, we might want to go to the warehouse first because <laughs> they've waited eight hours so far. So maybe <laughs> our, our trip to the warehouse might be pretty quick. I think we're actually fairly close to that district. I asked, I asked the barkeep, do you happen to know of a lady Castellar? He's like, uh, I believe it's one of the. Uh... Noble House, uh, one of the noble families of Waterdeep. Not one of the more powerful ones, but it's up and coming from what I've heard. Huh. Where, where, are, where, where do all the hoity-toities live? Uh, normally the North Ward or the Sea Ward. I see. Uh, and do you know where Candlestick Lane is? And he goes about three blocks down. Ah, that's what I thought. Okay. Or he goes, he goes um, sorry, that's down in the Dock Ward. He's like, it's up by the Skewer Dragon. Not about three blocks from the Skewer Dragon. Okay. Actually, instead of saying the Skewer Dragon, he says about three blocks from old Zebold shop. Got it. And so, and it only took us a few minutes to get down there, right? It takes uh, you about twenty minutes to walk through. Okay, but if we were to go up to the north, uh, north ward, assuming that's where the cart if took you, us, uh, it'd take you about forty minutes to walk by foot, or the carriage will probably get you in there in ten, fifteen minutes. Hmm. Depending on what part of the ward it is. Might as well go by and see her and then have her 
take us where we need to go. I, I, I think that's a good plan. So you guys going to go down, find the warehouse? Or you guys going to go take uh, Lady Castellar's invitation? We're going to take Lady Castellar's invitation because we can get there fast and hopefully it'll be a quick meeting. So, okay. <laughs> All right. You guys walk out. And immediately get jumped by two more thieves. <laughs> what is it about this place? <laughs> As the Hans and Franz, the bouncers sort of beat them into a pulp for you. <laughs> no jumping patrons. Go away. <laughs> you, you step out of the awning portal and you look around for a moment and you're pretty sure looking at one of the carriages sort of sitting there. There's sort of two guys just sort of there smoking cigarettes, leaning up against, like absolutely bored to tears. Like, oh my God. God, how much longer are we going to be here type thing? I'll hold up the note. <laughs> wait, you sort wait, of hold wait. up the note, a little badge, like, ah. He goes, well, I was wondering if anybody actually was going to come get the note. Please, <laughs> I have a, I have your conveyance waiting for you right here. Thank you. Much appreciated. The three of you load up. The two of them get up in the, uh, one gets up in the front, the other guy gets in the back, and they go trotting off through town real quick. Uh, within about 15 minutes, they lead you up to a large uh, estate, walled, you know, what you get for the city. Think about it as instead of, you know, there's walls around the bigger estates and almost have a s- small perimeter around them with walls and some things like that. So where they don't really have to have the riffraff touching their property, but you see them enter a gate and it's like hmm, almost like half a block of area is taken up by this estate where it's got some green space. It's got a, a couple smaller buildings that would probably be for like servants and the carriages and the horses. And it's got the main manor house and they, he rides you up to the main manor house. The guy gets off the back, opens the door. He goes, please. And lets you guys off the carriage. And uh, the one guy that's led you, not the driver, the other guy that's there has led you off and leads you to the front door and opens the door for you. And there's another butler standing there and he goes, please follow me and I will bring you to the parlor. I think we're expected. <laughs> You get the impression that they've been expecting you pretty much all day. Right. <laughs> type stuff. But they had no idea when you would show. Right. They lead you. You guys get led into the parlor, have a seat and everything else. And uh, he goes, the mistress of the house will be with you momentarily. He goes, in the meantime, could I offer you uh, a refreshment, some tea or something stronger? Something stronger if it's handy. By all means. I would love some tea. Thank you. Uh, tea, please. So he brings back tea and he brings back uh, a, a pint of something for Bowden. And he brings back some biscuits. Are there cookies, cookies. Are there cookies, cookies as good as the one at the uh, shop? <laughs> no, they're okay. I mean, I mean, they're not bad, but they're like, they seem to go better with the tea ah. than, they, than the ale. <laughs> as I'm dipping it into the ale. It's like, uh, yeah. oh, no, this doesn't match. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get the right flavor palette. <laughs> so with that said, though, you're looking at the house. It's rather nice house with the you know exactly what you expect from a noble family very nice decorated very well kept up it's not overly done to the point of they're saying they have a lot of money on hand but it's definitely nicely kept up well done just the right amount of taste versus tack in some cases uh with the colors and everything else but it's almost like the picture walking into a you know an entryway that you can see beyond it, but they immediately lead you to the right in a small room that they call the parlor. You've got the uh, vaulted staircase that leads up to the other area. The inner, the other area that you saw as you entered was the open atrium uh, leading up to the second floor. Uh, you figured just by looking on the outside, this was at least three floors tall. After about 15 minutes of waiting, the butler comes back, opens the doors. He goes, Lady Cast- Castellero. Bas- basically announces her, her arrival. Lady Castellero. Castellero. Thank you. Stand up. She goes, ah, 
I'm glad you got my note. She okay. goes, I'll, I will get straight to the point. It is my understanding you are looking for a man named Eric Melendez. That is correct. Would you happen to know where he is at? I could care less where oh. he's at. And I'm willing to make it well worth your while for you to care less as well. Say the sum of 500 dragons. Good heavens. That's a considerable amount of, of coin. What is your interest in whether we find him or not? Interest? It seemed that my daughter has taken an infatuation with him and I no longer wish the, wish the two to associate. Oh, um, your daughter. What, is, what does she happen to look like? Viren? She has most of my features and you realize that uh, the uh, Lady Castellar is a half-elf. She has more of my features than her husband's. So she's uh, got the darker hair, half-elf and features and everything very nice. And uh, when you're looking at her, you can see, and you take that moment to look even more, you can see the family resemblance between the two. It's all, not quite a younger version of Lady Castellar that's standing in front of you, but you can definitely tell this is the mother of Viren, with less of an attitude, too. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance uh, if this were uh, if this were purely a, a domestic matter, we, we might agree. But now that uh, there are others involved, so are you turning me down? Well, we're concerned because it, it the circumstance seems to have gone a bit further than merely. I don't really care what the circumstances. I don't really care what the circumstances are, Master Dwarf. I do not want him found. I do not want any effort put into it. Without him being found and without him being around, it means my daughter is free to follow the proper path for her status. That's very true. But does your daughter seem like the type that would let this go? That is none of her concern or yours. Well, I, I only I only mean to say that uh, you know, if she's not going to let this go, then it doesn't matter if we do or not. She'll she'll simply find others to to pick up where we have stopped. And and I and I will have to track them down as well. Perhaps what we're saying, madam, and with all due respect. It's our intent to make sure that this person's safe, and we could definitely communicate to him that it is not within his interests to continue on with this pursuit, at the very least. Make a persuasion check, and you can roll as either Chip or Adrock train, trained in um, Charisma. Are there you trained in Charisma? Excuse me, Persuasion. I have a, persis I have a prof proficiency in, in Persuasion. I don't. You, uh, do you have a proficiency in persuasion? Negative. Okay. I, have, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a proficiency in deception. Just not. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give me a roll, there, bud. Come at it from both angles. Yeah. <laughs> so what, 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 what's rolling here? You're rolling persuasion. Straight up roll. Okay. Yep. And I bodened it. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Like, I know it's great. I need you to lie to us once in a while. I know. <laughs> It's more, it's so much more entertaining when I fail though. Uh, uh, got a seven, so got a seven. She's like, she's like, I take it. It's it's not. She's like, fine. I will make it a thousand gold, a thousand dragons. Just walk away. Don't bother looking for him. And about that time, you guys, she makes that offer. You hear the door open and close, and you can hear the chatter of two young ladies come walking through there. They're sort of giggling and having a good time. And as they walk by the parlor door, you see Viren, the same one you met, but she seems a lot happier. Uh, she's also traveling what would be de best described as a another dark-haired female, definitely human this time, but it'd be more of the dress that you would, uh, in this in our in our world, you'd call it goth or emo for the style, dark hair, the makeup and everything else, <laughs> uh, the high black, high black, the high, the knee-high length boots, uh, 
almost like a leather duster tight corset things like that almost uh romancing a vampire style look as they come it's very contrasting who's who very with with Viren as she's more dressed in the more noble style gown dress that's attire for moving around things like that but not the ball gown type stuff and you see here you see the two of them glance in and they take a couple more steps and Viren sort of stops and looks and goes mother may i have a moment and she looks back she goes no go to your room i'll deal with you later i uh i call it Viren. Viren is it's it's good to see you again uh your mother was just curious about our progress in finding eric Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you none of you miss the daggers she shoots back at you. <laughs> the, the look she gives the three of you especially you adrock is ice <laughs> and she's like viren sort of pauses for a moment like oh crap and you see her friend she goes she her friend sort of looks at she goes i'll um i'll wait i'll meet you in your room and she sort of try. she the goth girl sort of steps off and heads heads on her own way and she goes, well, this will be an awkward discussion. Mother's like, no, I know about, she goes, I know about your liaison with this uh, commoner. I know that you've hired this group to find him. I'm simply going to pay them to stop. She's like, well, I will not have a fight with you here, mother, but uh, I've asked them to do something that's nice to save somebody who might be missing. So I will leave it up to their good conscience of what they do. And with that, she turns around and storms off. Be honest, lady. We've never been into this for any sort of coin oh, that they, I know of. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, again, get greedy, Master Dwarf, like all dwarfs are for gold. I beg your pardon? Rude. She's like, no, no, I will ask you one more no time. Additional word, no additional words are necessary, my lady. And I leave. She nods. I, I say thank you for the tea and the time, uh, and uh, we'll be on our way. And I say, I'll pray for you later. (laughs) (laughs) The encounter with the uh, Lady Castellera has been less than cordial for you guys, but uh, you step back out. The footman's there, the uh, carriage is there, and he's like, uh, would you like to be taken back to the portal? No. uh, Actually, we would like to be taken to, what's the address? Candle? Skur Dragon? uh, uh, Candlestick Lane. Yes. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I can take you there. Much appreciated. You guys get in, mount up, and ride off. (laughs) Unfortunately, not everybody's nice. No, no, I like it. It's good. She's going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) This game game has consistently shown the good side of us, but... (laughs) (laughs) As a DM, I'm always leery when I have to throw in hostile npcs that aren't that aren't in fights oh no no no! it's good it's good <laughs> so, anyways you guys about 20 minutes later you guys pull up to candlestick lane he goes uh any place in particular uh, just let us out here uh we will uh we'll make our way from here all right Ping! so our uh on the way over i talk about our our game plan game plan quietly with uh chip and, and Bowden and say you know we want to uh as stealthily as possible, uh, check out this warehouse without uh, without alerting anybody because we don't know what we're going to find. Actually, one moment. I go back over to the to the to the uh, the the, uh, the cart or the, mm-hmm. not the cart the, the car the driver. The driver. <laughs> I, I give him a silver piece, and I give him a gold piece, and I say, "This is for your lady. Make sure she gets it." Sort of looks at you, sort of confused, but he goes, "It will be done." 
Very good. Thank you. That's some sass from the dwarf. Yes, it is. Well played, Master Dwarf. <laughs> so, judging by the, uh, you know, you've had a, you've had a couple descriptions. Of, you've had at least one description of the warehouse. It's, you know, from when you were at the Skewer Dragon and talked about the one that was uh, facing the wharf. Because Candle Lane is not too far from the, but a block or two from the actual dock, the harbor. Excuse me. It's got a double door that's facing it that has a uh, half, I guess what we'd call a half fallen, a half eagle on one of the doors, and the other doors looks like it's uh, been replaced. So the other half of the eagle is missing. <laughs> got it. <laughs> you, know, you know, type stuff. But um, the description with with that description in mind, it's not that hard to find. As you guys are walking around and you guys see it's a it's a two-story warehouse. It's got a yard in front of it that's uh, got a fencing around it and it's got a bunch of boxes and crates as if it's probably storing stuff from ships. It's got a couple of the uh, flatbed wagons inside, no horses. Uh, it seems to be closed up for the night. It's got also facing the front because it's a stone building. On the lower level, it's got a set of double doors that would be wide enough to fit two wagons side by side. It's got a regular human entrance. Uh, if you're facing the building, uh, it would be to the left of the double doors. You're guessing it's an L-shaped building. The double doors on the long leg of the L. The short leg of the L uh, going from the first floor to the second floor are the floor-to-ceiling multiple windows that you can see at least two levels in there through that. And in, the, in through those big windows, you can see other boxes being stored, things like that. But you don't see any type of movement or activity, people going in and out or anything like that. No flicker of lights or anything inside? Give me a perception given. Well, no, it's nightfall. That's right. It's the sun is set because it's been late for you guys. So there is a flicker of lights to the window. Okay. I'd like to use investigation and maybe maybe Andrew or Stealth to go around the building and see if there are any other entrances or any uh, possible paths in other than the two you mentioned. Okay. Are there any people around it as well? I mean, outside, the, there's nobody moving in and out of the yard. Uh, the doors, nobody's coming in and out of the doors and it doesn't sound like, uh, this warehouse has a lot of commo- It has any commotion on inside, like right across the street from you, right across the street from this in the weather warehouse, you can hear dock workers carrying on, moving stuff, shouting at each other as they're loading up things like that, but you're not getting the same type of activity from this warehouse. Bedrock, give me an investigation check as you, do you want to stealthily walk around or you just want to casually walk around and realize and, uh, see what you can see. Stealthily walk around. Okay. Give me a stealth roll first. Okay. Ace in the joint. Woohoo! Nineteen. All right. <laughs> An anti <anti-boden. laughs> Now give me an investigation check. All right. This is my. Whoops. That fell off the thing. This is my plus five. So I hope I do well. Uh, ten. <laughs> Guess not. Uh, it. Well, you realize that the building on the two back sides are butted up against two other buildings. So there's no. I mean, you could probably go around to one of those other two buildings to see if you can find a way in. There may be a skylight or two on top that you might be able to enter through, but without getting on the roof, you don't know. But there is definitely on the far side of the yard, on the long end of the L, the warehouse yard continues a little bit. And there's a bunch of old boxes and crates and everything stacked up, which would be very easy to enter from a blind spot where there is no view of that corner from anywhere inside the building. It's a large brick wall on one side. It's fencing around it. You might be able to stealth over the wall, uh, stealth over the fence, and into the area without being seen, at least from anybody who's inside this warehouse. 
Now, anybody on the outside might be a different story. Yeah, is there anyone around? There are at this time of night. There's a few people around the work working around. Looks like what dock workers closing up, heading home for the night. City guard aren't very heavy down here. You see them in the at least at this point. You don't see a lot of them. Most of the uh, city guard have moved around to where the taverns and inns are for the evening to keep the peace, or they're actually down by the docks protecting where the ships are. Okay. I motion to uh, ship and boat, and I I relayed to them what I know, uh, and you know say we should enter, we should enter from this blind spot. Okay. As the three of you are talking, a group of three guards stroll down the street, just casual. I'll get there. None of them carry like spears or swords or anything else. They all carry what you think of more like nightsticks, yeah. uh, things like that. Nightsticks and whistles. They're not heavily. You notice that a lot of this, uh, even though they carry the swords on their belt, uh, it seems like their first reaction is to go to do something where they don't go lethal first. But they nod to you, but they don't say anything. They just keep walking by. Nod back. You nod back. Yep. Adrock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We were invited. They might not take it too kindly if we go in from anything other than the front door. Granted, it is a little unusual to go through the front door in a sort of back alley meeting like this, but I'd almost rather we go in with them knowing. We weren't invited. We got a note. <laughs> and this, Could have been an invitation. I, I get the impression that it, amongst this crowd, this, this is, it constitutes an invitation as much as one can get. If you guys want to go around the front, feel free, but I'm going to... I'm going to hop the fence here and go this way. Okay. I appreciate it. Keep an eye out for us then. Adrock, give me an athletics check as you climb over the fence. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Zero on my athletics. Then again. <laughs> I got a ooh, natural 20. Wow. <laughs> you easily find some boxes, jump up on those, jump over the fence, land on some other boxes, and easily move up alongside the edge as you watch Chip and Bowden walk through the, the man-sized gate. Not locked, so you get into the yard, and you can see Adrock has scooted up to the edge of the L-shaped wall. He is on, it would be on the left side. With you guys facing the front doors, he's on your right side. Okay. You got the big double doors in front of you. You got the small man-sized doors to the left of that. You got Adrock to your right, hiding around the corner as the two of you walk in. All right. Um, He's on overwatch. (laughs) Adrock, you can see them walking at least to the, you guys go into the double door or the single door? Oh, the single door. Okay. You walk up. All right with you, Chip? Yeah. Okay. Do it. Boom, 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 boom. Takes a moment. About the time you're getting ready to knock a second time, door creaks open. (laughs) Who are you? We have an invitation. For what? We were sent to meet. We were sent with a request to meet here. This guy got is this guy got a, a flaming uh, the the winged serpent tattoo. Give me a quick investigation as you look as you take a look around on him. Fifteen. Yeah, you pretty much sure that you know he's got that low cut shirt and everything else, so you can almost see like the tip of the the top of the snake's head and part of the wing on the. So it looks like he's tattooed on his chest that sort of comes up under his neck. I spoke to Yagram to see if we could maybe have a, an audience with Erstel. Ah, okay. Just a second. Um, I'm going to go with my gut here and look at this man behind the creaky door. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> hey, between them, what the two of you say, you, uh, you, you, you make the symbol of the flying snake there, Chip, and he nods to you. He goes, just a moment. He shuts the door. 
and you hear him you hear a big metal like clunk and something land something gets thrown you see the door swing open even further <laughs> they bolted they they had a big bar across the door or something no it's just one of the doesn't allow it to open more than like eight inches oh, okay it's got a bar that jams down as you walk in you notice that it, it folds into place to where even though the door looks like it's open you'll and you try to if you try to force it it's got a brace to it to keep it from being forced all the way open kind of awesome so mm. looks like dwarven workmanship <laughs> because you'd know i don't <laughs> <laughs> what is it with the racism <laughs> <laughs> Casual racism. Casual racism. <laughs> he goes. Uh, I just, he goes. I just work. I just. I just work loading the docks and everything. I, I, I load the boxes and things like that. I have no idea who built this thing or why. I understood. He was like, "No offense, Matt. Just <laughs> so you guys walk into the. Um, you guys walk in there. Like I said, it's a large L-shaped warehouse. Uh, as you guys walk in the small door, the big doors to your right. You see about 30 or 40 more feet down. It continues to the end. There's a second level, but it doesn't cover fully. So there's like a catwalk that runs all the way up to lengthwise. You can see it turn right on the short leg as well. And you can see stairs leading up to your, immediately to your left, there's stairs leading up to that level. Uh, you can see a couple doors. Yeah, you can see a couple doors on the far right corner diagonal from you. Okay. Uh, up there. So, uh, and you see one other person. In there, and he's they're sort of he's sort of sitting on a chair, and he's got like the best way to describe it is like the lantern that's like heating a pot of water or something. Mm-hmm. Not really, a, it's not like regular. It's like a makeshift stove. They can sort of sit there, like they're kind of bored. Does he happen to be dressed in any form of noble livery? Livery? No, he's not. He looks to be, you know, by by your dwarven eyes as a human, he looks to be a young human, just sort of standing there and everything else. And uh, he goes, "Come in and have a seat." Okay. Because if you're looking for Aristotle, he's not here, and he hasn't been here for a couple days. Four? Huh? Four days, perhaps? He, he looks over there, the guy who's... Four, yeah, I think so. Hmm. He goes, just been doing business. He goes, uh, he goes, he didn't tell us about a meeting or anything else, so... Huh. Well, we are... He goes, but uh, did you... Uh, you any good... He's like, you anything good to eat? Wait, I, I, was, I didn't catch You that. got anything good to eat? Oh, do I have anything good to eat? Yeah. We have some of those apples still left. <laughs> I, pull out, I pull out an apple. It's like, how about that? Because <laughs> yeah, that'll work. I can never get a break around here. And food's crap anyways, all the gruel they leave. <laughs> so would you be expecting him anytime soon? Or I can send him a message, see if he wants to come down. Uh, he's here today? or Yeah, we can get him a message and see if he'll come down and talk to you. Uh, I'd much appreciate that. Uh, really, all we're trying to do is just check... Uh, first off, on the safety of uh, of uh, an acquaintance of ours, and uh, we hoped that uh, uh, Master Fluxen might have some information as to you know what his circumstance, <laughs> what the, his circumstance might be. Uh, he's kind of laughs at you. He's like, "Boy, he'd get a kick out of you calling him Master Fluxen." <laughs> I believe everybody deserves a degree of respect, as do you, uh, my friend. He goes, "Fair enough." Uh, the one guy sitting next to him, you see him reach into his pouch and everything else. You see him pull open the stone and he goes, Hey boss, we got a dwarf and a gnome here wanting to talk to you. Do you want to talk to them? And sort of see it glow for a second. You don't hear a response, but you see the guy sort of look up to you. He goes, Oh, he'll be down shortly. Much appreciated. Take about 20, 30 minutes. All right. Want to throw some dice while we wait? Sure. 
So real quick game, if you guys want to play it, is nothing more than it is basically like Yahtzee, working okay. for the better hands. The idea is to, they've got they've got several sets of dice that they can play with, and uh, so the four of you want to, all four, you two both want to play and join in, or you just want to make it one-on-one, one-on-two? What's the stakes? They toss in a couple silver. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. Five silver each. All right. So you guys get six dice. Uh, roll them and try to get the best hand possible based on a Yahtzee, based on the game's Yahtzee structure. You get two re-rolls. If you have a sleight of hand proficiency, you or actually you don't need need proficiency, but if you have sleight of hand, mm-hmm. you can roll your sleight of hand to cheat. allow you to a, basically cheat, adjust dice <laughs> as you feel appropriate. Now, is it actual cheating or is it sort of an, in, an insight as to the best way the game is played? Uh, I'm assuming it's cheating. <laughs> Sleight of hand is more of a is more of the, the cheat type thing. If you're trying for insight, if you want to read the players and everything else, what you think they have, that'd be your insight role. Right. Of how to read them. I'm gonna go more for the insight route as opposed uh, to the uh... you can also use deception in this game. Right. To deceive them of uh oh that's totally a that's totally a six. <laughs> well, it's not that it's it's more about if you because every time so what you do is you roll the first set of five dice, you take out what you want, you keep them, you keep them you keep it hidden to yourself and then you do a round of betting okay so deception is basically you're bluffing uh convincing them to bluff or not back out so the deception can either cause them to anti more or force them out of the game got it or you can use persuasion in the same manner as well okay so you can use your sleight of hand skill persuasion deception and insight okay insight will give you an idea into if they've got a, if what type of hand they have. Got it. Okay. Was our five silver just our open or was it? Five silver uh, is the open. Okay. All right. Then we just um, roll the same thing six times? Five uh, times? No, much like in Yahtzee, you roll, you roll five dice. All at once. All at once. Then you pick out what you want to do with a yacht. You know, uh, the best hand in this game is going to be five of the same. So if you get six sixes, that's the best hand you can get. You can roll big straights, little straights, full house, three of a kind, four of a kind, items like that. Little straight is three or four? or Little straight is four. Little straight is four? Okay. Um, large straight is all five dice. All right. Full house is all five dice. A Yahtzee is all five dice. You can do two of a kind, three of a kind as well. Bo, do you uh, sound like you actually have real dice in your hand? I do. Um, <laughs> uh, Chip, the other thing you can do is go into roll 20. Mm-hmm. There is a dice there's roller. A six, there's a six-sided one, yes. So there is a dice roller in there that you can choose between two, three, four, five dice to roll. And that should show up in chat. Um, instead of taking the total roll, you can write down what you get there. So, you, you know, like what I just rolled gives me basically a possible full house if I can roll another one or a five. Is there a re-roll option? I don't know if I uh, I don't know if there's re- other than just clicking on it again. How do I do what you just did again? So on roll twenty, if you go under the uh, black arrow cursor, go all the way down to the bottom, just above the question mark. Put your cursor there; it'll highlight the polyhedron that's a twenty sided, and bring up a bunch of different dice. Yep. You can also, if you like to type oh. it in the chat window, you can type slash r o l l space and then five, the letter d, and a six, like roll five d six. I'm a coder today. <laughs> All right, so dice, uh, 
D6. Yep. And then, so I click on that. Yeah, you click on, and then you can see where it says five all the way over there. That will roll you five D6. Aha. There we go. And just record your result, and then you'll, rec yeah. you'll roll lower numbers and few. So you got a, ooh, you have a, almost have a straight. Small straight. Three, four, five, six. Yep. Small straight. Good roll. Try to re-roll that one for a large straight. Yeah. So in that case, I can just click on D6 and is there a one op one roll dot option? Uh you just have to click you just click the D6 itself. You don't have to click anything else. Four. So you got a pair and a so, small straight. So so well no, that that will take the small straight, the four, five, six. Takes the place of the four. Yeah. That four takes the place of that one that she she would have re-rolled. Much like in Yahtzee. So what goes on is everybody rolls their first set of dice. You take a look at them. I'll, I'll roll it. I'll roll it here in the interface yeah. too. Do we get three rolls or just two? You will, but remember, there's a, there's a round of betting that goes on. So based on your rolls, you see the uh, first guy that I was talking to you that wanted to actually get the game going. You see him pick up three more silver and put it in the pot. Okay. I'll, I'll wait till the till the betting goes round. Is he the only one that was betting? Well, he's he's the one. He's the first one that bets. You see his buddy match the three silver. All right, insight. Okay, roll. All right, I bodened it. Okay, they got good poker faces. Can't read them. All right. Uh, let's see. Now he didn't re he 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 didn't re-roll, did he? He just they haven't re-rolled yet. They've done their first roll. They have not re-rolled. Okay. So what goes on is you roll round of betting, roll round of betting, roll. Uh, actually, you know, roll round of betting. Roll round of betting, and then the final roll. Oh, yeah. There's there's two. There's an initial bet, then you roll. Uh huh. Uh, a round of betting for the second for the then the second roll, and then your final round of betting before you roll your third time. What I thought we only got to re-roll the dice once. Twice total. Okay. You can roll as re-roll as many dice as you want to get what you're after. So you guys have all played Yahtzee, correct? Yep. Yeah. Same. At least a three rolls for turn. There's the initial roll, there's the second roll of whatever dice you have, and then there's the third and final roll. Got it. And in the process, there's the initial bet, the second bet, and the final bet. And the final bet happens before the third roll of the dice. Alright, so... Uh, so they've up, each of them have upped the ante by three silver. Alright. I'm in. What the heck? I'm in. Alright. Pick your number of dice you want to re-roll and re-roll them. Alright. <laughs> uh, let's see. So there's Two more rounds of rolling, right? Yep. So I'm going to re-roll two. All right. I'm going to keep the pair. All right. I uh, rolled one. All right. I add, uh, let's see. I added another four to mine. I rolled a four, two, a four, three, a four, three, and I added okay. another. Okay. So I got three of a kind now. All right. All right. The uh, first guy passes on betting. Okay. Second guy does the same thing. I'm going to throw in a silver. Okay. Chip, you in or out? I'm in. Okay. Other two also throw in a silver. Final rolls, everyone. Okay. I'll roll two. Oh, go ahead. All right. Final bets. Final bets. Uh, the lead guy adds, he has another silver. So if you, if you fail to ante up this time, you are basically out of the, you're out of the betting round and out of the game. Right. So he put in a silver just to stay in. Okay. And so does the other guy. Insight? Actually, no. The other guy folds. Okay. Insight on the guy who stayed in? Okay. I got a 12. Yeah. Not really sure. He might. He probably has something. He probably has some type of winning hand. Just 
not much of one. <laughs> I mean, I, it's probably a hand that could win, just it's not a strong one. I'm throwing it. Let's see, do I have to raise or do I just have to match to be in? To the end? Uh, you just have to match to be in. If you want to raise, you, you can force them to buy it, you know, come in again, roll, roll to match, or it forces him out. All right, I'll throw in three silver. All right. Uh, Chip, it's three silver to you to stay in. Four. Uh, or four, excuse me, total. Yeah, I'm feeling lucky. Okay. He matches you. He does? Yeah. Oh, he's dragging me in. Okay. <laughs> Insight? Go ahead. 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, it's still, still a hard read, but you, you actually think you get the better of him. But at the, at the final one he does it, he calls. Okay. All right. He's got two pair low. Two pair low. I've got four of a kind, four. Yeah. Chip, what do you got? Small straight. Four of a kind actually beats a small straight, if I recall. Uh, the four of a kind wins. Woo-hoo. So in the in the 10, 15 minutes you guys have been dealing with that, Adrock, you've sort of been sitting out there wondering what the hell's going on on the inside. <laughs> um, By the way, how much money was that? I, I didn't keep track of all that. <laughs> uh, everybody pitched in five silver the first time. That was 20 silver there. Next time everybody pitched in three, so that's another 12. Uh, round after that, three of you pitched in three so you're at uh 20 you're at uh 32 35 uh you wound up with 55 silver total sweet how much of that was mine none (laughs) (laughs) how much of it did you lose yeah how much yeah which you lost five three one you lost about 13 silver altogether. I lean over to Chip. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, like I said, about that time, Adrock, you noticed four guys come, four guys come uh, moving quickly in through the, uh, the fence gate and quickly move inside. They, they, cross the, they cross the open yard inside, open the door, and head on inside. Okay. Um... Um, you do notice that they are armed with blades. Wonderful. That's exactly what uh, is bad to happen. Um, right. Is there a on the roof? Uh, you know, while they were doing their thing, I was looking around for a way in. What's on the? You know, what's the way in, and what do I see uh, stealthily walking around the roof? Uh, so you climbed up on the roof. Yes. Okay. So I need you to give me an athletics check for climbing up to the roof. No. Let's see what happens. <laughs> He makes it there, but finds a soft spot. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, um, I bowed it. I have a three. <laughs> yeah. it. Um, while you guys are playing, while you guys are playing the the, the rounds, the, the the dice and everything else, you guys can't miss the distinctive thump on the roof. I see the two guys for sort of look around like what fucking kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, you hear something go, funny. Yeah, you you're like, and you hear them both go. They sort of stop and listen. Fucking street urchins running on the roofs again. As soon as you guys win the hand, and oh, excuse me, Adrock, you're looking around. There is a uh, skylight uh, up there. There's a couple of skylights up there at the very peak of the roof that open up to allow airway into it. So it's one of those roofs that have the uh, venting structure to it. And as you get up there, you can look down. You can see Bowden and Chip and two others sitting in the roughly the center, not the center, but the uh, upper part, north end of the warehouse, playing cards. Oh boy! <laughs> if he pulls out a pre-generated map, we're screwed. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I thought I was just a good DM by predicting the uh, what you guys may actually do. <laughs> so the four of you are sitting around here throwing dice. Mm, I don't see anything yet. Hold on. Uh, is this all black screen to you guys? No, it's mm -hmm. the, the old-fight layout. Ah. There's a button I always got to remember to adjust to, and I always forget to do that. So it is, in fact, a pre-generated map. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Is this... The sec is this all the first floor that we're looking at here? Is that is it like so this? This is the first floor you're looking at. If you if you pan the map over to the right, uh -huh. this is what the second floor looks like. Ah, with the gallery right here, with the gallery above you, and there's a crane off to the side, things like that. Okay. So, and that's the door you saw at the top. Where is it? Uh, ping it again. That's the door you saw at the top when you walked in. If and you go over to the second gallery, if you go to the gallery on the second, if you go to the the pan over on the map. So let, let me make sure I'm understanding what I'm saying. Okay, I see that. Yes, yeah. that thing. That's where the door is on the second level that I said said you saw when you walked in. Right. This is us. Let's see. Oops, I'm not, I'm not in ping mode. Okay. So this is us. Correct. Playing cards. With um, like, Adrock is all the way on the top, and I'll put him somewhere in a second. Yeah. So and Adrock are, is, is up here on the very rooftop above everything else. Okay. Let's see. These are the stairs that go up to the gallery above us. That's correct. Let's see. This is part of that area. These are this is the gallery that goes all the way around. This is yep. sort of where we are below, right? That's, that's correct. So you guys are down in the main area on the ground floor. There's a gallery above you. There's a door on the gallery that leads into another part of the um, leads into another part of the warehouse. Okay. And there's bunches of boxes and everything else around here. Yep. What is and this you, thing here? Is that a is that a crane or something? That is a crane. Okay, and there's boxes all around here. This is the courtyard where we came in? That's correct. And those are the four guys you mentioned that we haven't seen yet? That's correct. All right. Those four guys are the ones Adrock saw uh, that are just in the courtyard to coming through the door. And about the time that uh, Adrock, you're up there looking around, you notice the four guys in the courtyard. You two, Chip and Bowden, realize several more people quickly walk through the door. Okay. But without hesitation, they walk through the door. You all see them raise their hand crossbows and everybody roll me initiative, please. Oh. <laughs> oh. Initiative? Yep. Can you guys see the... Um, let me put you guys back up there. Control you. <gasps> Natural 20! Which, nice. which gives me a what? My initiative is plus two, so I have a 20. Initiative. Guess what? I got a dirty 20. <laughs> oh, I got a four. I got an unnatural 20. <laughs> well, I guess I could put mine in my thing, can I? 22. Oops. 22. Monks. Can't live with them. Oh, no, it's not the right saying. Dogs, you guys got cold butts. Have you been outside? <laughs> been outside? Yeah. Oh, we thought you were talking to us like, dogs, you got a <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm actually kind of chilly. <laughs> <laughs> But with that being said, Adrock, you see the four of them charging in the room, the lights that's given off in the actual warehouse. And from your vantage point, you can see the four that have just come in the room. They've pulled out hand crossbows and have pointed at your friends. Okay. Did they say anything? Nope. Said nothing at all. And how far up from it is like 30, 40 feet from me to them? 10, 20, 35 feet total. Okay. You're 35 feet up. <laughs> okay. What did the guys we're playing cards with do, by the way? They haven't reacted yet. Okay. <laughs> Let me look at the smash suit and roll. I want to see if I want to grease them again. 
And they're 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 these guys down here, right? These are the four guys that just came in. I'll Bing. highlight them. Yep. Bing. Yep. Wonderful. I'm gonna throw a um, grease right on the lead guy. Okay. Uh, uh, the, I him? I ping him. Yeah. That person, uh, and I'm gonna make it so that it, it it encapsulates the four squares, the one to the right of him and two to the rear of him. So okay. if you get to go through it, then they get hit with it too. And it's a Dex thirteen uh, saving throw. So lead guy, no, he failed. He goes prone. <laughs> <laughs> As we all whip out our evil laughs. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that. We've seen this action before. <laughs> I'm not going to run over it again. <laughs> All right. And that is my action. And so for... You got movement. And if you got something that gives you a bonus action, you're up next. You get yeah, bonus I, action. I want to... Um, I, I, you know, I'm sure I've had time to uh, examine this, but are there... Because I've been up here for a while, because I've been yeah. playing dice, are there any ways for me to get to them? Uh, or is it basically me just like you know, ziplining through the... Through the uh, window, <laughs> there is no ladders leading down or anything like that from your vantage point. These are this is the allows them to open air and keep fresh air in this in the uh, warehouse safely. So they are serviced from on top of the roof. So spider drop, spider drop. Yeah, spider okay. drop. Jump. You can jump the thirty five feet down. No, spider drop. A spider drop. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Actually, you probably end up spider drop in this particular circumstance. <laughs> Roll athletics. Oh God, no. <laughs> you know, basically where you're at is these this area here, these two center line, these the uh, two squares in front of you. Basically the line is was where you drop into straight down. Gotcha. Is there a uh what would it be uh with my magical tinkering? It says it's special. It doesn't say anything about it being an action or anything like that, but I'm not sure. I I would have to it would that be an action or what? Tell me what you want to do. Basically wanted to uh take one of my uh, pebbles uh, and uh, put the word alarm on it and drop it down into uh, where they're playing dice. I believe it's an action to actually activate any of your... Um... Yeah, that'd be an action. Okay, then I won't do yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to hold out here. And, okay. You and cast a spell. The lead guy... For whatever reason, as he comes stepping through the, as he comes stepping forward, he just he inexplicably falls on the ground. Retcon, yeah. uh, retcon. I will uh, try to, you know, make it less apparent that I'm up there. So, whatever I can still possibly see what's going on without you. You want to just basically stealth? Like yeah. You hide. I'll do a stealth check or a stealth. Yeah. yeah, you can you can do a hide with your movement. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, that'll be what they need to see you. Bowden, it is your go. As you guys, as you're collecting up the silver coins and everything else, you see four guys come stepping in, and all th you see the lead guy all of a sudden just inexplicably fall to the ground. Somehow he doesn't—he manages not to shoot off his hand crossbow in a random direction. But you see, <laughs> but you see the other three fan out behind him with crossbows pointing at you. Okay, I stand back or stand up, turn to face those guys. Uh oh, looks like some ruffians have decided to join our game because they've got weapons out, right? So. Those four have all little hand crossbows in, uh, in one hand and uh, short swords in the other. I glance sideways at the two we were playing uh, with. Have they moved to pull their weapons? The one immediately to your left mm -hmm. 
you can see him reaching for his reaching for his belt. Okay. The other guy doesn't seem to seems to be reacting a little bit slower, but he's he does that glance. He glances down at the four that just walked in and glances back at you before doing any other actions. The guy that's across from you. So they don't even know if like they may not even be the four that we're playing dice with may not even be like in on it. This could be people trying to help them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Lord, the Lord Muhammad does not like interlopers and the uh, all the lights in the area dim significantly and turn red. <laughs> all right. Give me an intimidation roll there, uh, Bowden. I lost. Yeah, I'm, I'm intimidated. <laughs> that would be a 13. 13. Okay. Six of them. I, I intimidate my team. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Uh, you see three of the four that sort of walk in, sort of crouch in fear for a moment, have like an undecided, undecided moment for them. Bowden, the uh, guy that's sitting across from you, pauses in his action and sort of looks around like, what the hell's going on? What was that? So with that being said... Given it's night and I've dimmed the lights... I'm yeah, assuming it might make it a little bit more difficult for them to shoot as well. You guys are all now in dim lights. Um, dim light goes for minus two. No, it, yeah. that's all. That's that, that's all. Now, dim light actually just has a limited. It's considered lightly obscured. The range thing or something. Or something? Yeah, it affects really range. It really affects the ranges. So no disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> lightly obscured creatures have disadvantage on wisdom perceptions checks. Yeah, it doesn't really give anything to attack rolls on that, unfortunately. Okay. Um, it does it, it does make it easy. I mean, if you are hiding or stealthing, it does make them harder for you to find, harder for them to find you. What did they What did they use to save from my uh, intimidation? Two of them got. No, no. What what skill or what attribute? Oh, uh, they have to do your intimidation is based on charisma. They got to use. They got to do a charisma saving throw. Oh, okay. Only two, only two of them passed. Okay. So the guy that fell on his butt passes. Gentleman immediately to. Your left Bowden passes as well. Okay. He seems and, to be intimidated. Yeah, he doesn't seem, doesn't seem to be bothered and everything else. He actually holds his action because he's not sure what's going on yet. Right. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. So he hold, he holds a he holds an attack action waiting to see what's going to go on. DM three, he misses his turn because of intimidation. DM two does. DM five does. Oh no, DM five does not. He can go. He's prone, so he gets. He stands up, uh, uses half his movement. Uh, Chip, you're the closest target. He lets go with his hand crossbow. You son of a bitch. He got a 17 to hit you. Uh, what's your armor class there, Chip? I have no armor. You still have an armor class because that's based on your, your, your normal decks and everything else. Because what can go on is this is where you can use your reaction to deflect missiles. Oh, I do have that. Yes. So... Uh, let me pull that up for you. Grace, he's in the top middle of the page. If it helps, I drop with our luck. Guess where that? Guess, guess where that deflected missile's heading? Oh, <laughs> actually, it depends on her role. It depends on the role. Okay, so deflect missiles attack. I'll do the so, hit. So, yeah. So what you do? Deflect missiles starting level three. You can use your reaction to deflect or catch a missile when you're hit by a ranged attack. Uh, when you do so, when you do so. The damage you take from the attack is reduced by a D10 plus your dex modifier plus your monk level. If you reduce it to zero, you can actually redirect this attack. If you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile if it is small enough for you to hold in one hand or 
you have it at least one free hand. If you catch the missile in this way, you can spend one key point and make a ranged attack with the weapon or piece of ammunition you just caught as part of the reaction. I rolled a three plus two for a five. Yeah, so what you do is you'd roll it. Actually, what you do is roll a d10. Six. Okay. Well, you're going to easily do that. So it adds your dexterity modifier and your monk level. So your monk level is three, so you get you get a d6. You get six plus your level, so that's nine, and add your mm-hmm. dex modifier. And that's the 10 below the plus zero. What's your dex? It should is be. That the, is that the dexterity at the top or in the saving throws? No, it's the dexterity at the top. Uh, plus zero and a 10 below it. Okay, so yeah, if you get a plus zero, then you don't have any bonus modifier. So you rolled a nine total. He hits you for two points of damage, which your roll successfully reduces the damage to zero. So now you've caught, you got a small crossbow bolt. That's just uh-huh. been flung at you. You can ca- you've caught it, and you can spend a key point to redirect it back at, use it to attack back as part of this reaction. Heck yes. You spend a key point and roll okay. your uh, roll your unarmed roll your attack, and you can direct it within sixty feet. And for that attack, is it deflect missiles attack? I click again. Uh yeah, or that's, is that's it... where you that's where you de- roll that's where you roll the deflect missiles. But now that I have the... Correct. So the first thing is I had to do damage to you. Mm-hmm. And now you can roll that attack to go hit somebody with it. And so is, do I, which attack do I select? The deflect missile attack. Okay. Eight. What Eight. Was the, did it do a... Did it do a... Did it give you like a plus? Was it like a d20 it rolled with a plus? Six plus two. But it, did it roll a d20 for you? Yes. Okay. Just want to okay. make sure. Did it just roll though? So... You sling it back, you you grab the missile, throw it back at him, and uh, stick it in the wall next to him. Close, but no cigar. Mm. Very close. Um, that was DM5's go. Four, six. Chip, what was your initiative? Oh, I didn't. I forgot. How do I see the... Well, go ahead and roll your initiative now. I'll just put you as five, because that would be the last one to go anyways. That way we won't go out of order. By the way, is this tilted over table here? Yeah, it's a, it's a small table. Could that give Chip uh, cover, partial cover at least? If she moves up to it, uh, yeah, she moves up into a square with it. Okay. There, are, you know, like I said, there are boxes and tables and all sorts of stuff around here that you can move in and hide behind, and get cover from ranged weapons. Okay. I rolled an eighteen for my initiative. Okay, I'll put an eighteen in there, but it is your go, anyways. What would you like to do, Chip? I'd like to take cover. Okay. So move yourself into near an area that you want to take cover from within your within your Movement. I'm going behind this flip table Bodie pointed out. <laughs> That'll work. Probably the other side might be better. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I on a broken table now? <laughs> it's on its side, and I think the top of the table is facing those guys. Oh, we're starting to be over here. Yeah, so you probably want to be like... Right there. Yeah, there. Okay. Something like yeah. that. Chip, you run up behind a broken table. What else do you want to do? That's your movement. Can I withdraw... Draw? I do have a weapon I can throw. Yeah. Can I withdraw my... I'm going, I'd like to withdraw my Ikloa. Okay. As you're moving up to that position, you pull your weapon out and you want to, and who do you want to target? The closest, who's closest to me? It would be the guy that's fought, that had fell on the ground that you sent the bolt back at. Yeah. I'm going to target him. Okay. Is there a way to move our faces? Square avatar. Uh, in the bottom left, I have each of us and a big square kind of covering up my map. Oh, if you... Select the uh, arrow key up here, the uh, selector arrow at the top right, and switch over to pan, pan view. You can pull the map up. Yeah, okay. not, yeah, just yeah. 
Thank you. Okay. So then I'll target that guy. Give me an attack roll. 14. Uh, 14 hits. You swing, you throw your uh, weapon out. You see it, you see it catches him as he's standing, getting to his feet, and he sort of slams it. He bounces in the wall. Roll damage, please. Four. Four points of damage. All right, that's the end of round one. Anything else? How do I get my weapon back? <laughs> because it's not a weapon of returning. Uh-huh. It basically you have to go collect it up. Oh <laughs> uh, wait. So you can always get those magically enchanted in the future to allow you to go get them to it returns to automatically. Oh four. Yeah, call it back. Okay, top of round two, Adrock. You're seeing the combat unfold underneath. Yeah, I'm going to uh as a I believe a cantrip does not use the spell slot. No, no cantrips are zero level spells. So I'm going to Cast a ray of or a firebolt. Okay. Um, at the uh the guy right caddy corner, the one that I hit. I don't know if I'm pinging him or not. Go ahead and give me a strike. All right. So it's a D10 spell attack. D10. Okay. That would be a 18 to hit. Bowden ship from on high above. Fire streaks down from the from the roof and strikes one of the standing one of the guys standing behind guys with a crossbow. Roll damage. And he does four points of fire damage. Four points of fire We've damage. We've got a gunship on Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Burp. Yeah, exactly. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my uh, movement to uh, hide again. Okay. Let me go start check. With disadvantage, since you just lit your location up from the fi- from the flames. And which guy just got got lit up? This guy. This yep. guy. That guy right there. I oh. got a eight. Okay. With that being said, you're done. Moving on to Bowden. Who's the one? That, who's the one that shot at uh, Chip? That'd be the guy that's trying to s- struggle to his feet at the wall. Got it. I said Bahamut does not take kindly to interlopers. <laughs> <laughs> Flash of light streaks at this guy. Uh, let's see if I can hit him. Uh, range spell attack. That would be a 10 spell attack. Your flash of light just barely glazes past him, with, okay. uh, inflicting no damage. Let's see what it does if there's a fallback. If it's uh, a spell attack, it's a miss. If, if it's a save or suck, then it's something different. That's it, yep. Okay. Chip, now that you're in the correct order, it's your go. Uh, what's the current damage on... The lead guy that you just threw your weapon at, uh-huh. you just see him barely get missed by a brilliant flashlight. You know you've struck him, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's definitely not out of the fight. Okay. When I click on him, does it flash a ring around him? If you just uh, left click and hold. Okay. So that's the uh, one you're talking about. Yes. So the lead so, guy that's in the grease spell. <laughs> uh, could I'd like to? Can I uh, leap over and take cover? Here, move your character to where you want to be. Moving forward, backwards, left, right. You have six squares of movement on the map, so you can move your guy wherever you want within six squares. Right here. Yep. And actually, what? So if I jump into the square, I'm also going to succumb to the grease. If you you jump into the pink square that's drawn on the map, Mm -hmm. you will be in the spell uh, area, the, the spell area effect, and you will have to make a saving throw when you enter. Would my Potion of swiftness Adrock gave me like it would not counteract that. That just increases. <laughs> well, what it would do is if you do fall down, 
it does give you maybe enough movement to stand back up in the same round. Uh, As a free action, you can drink the potion if you'd like. Because so far you've moved 10 feet of movement to jump forward, and you're debating where you want to get to. Do you want to get in hand-to-hand with the nearest guy, or do you want to jump in the back with the guys, the three guys furthest away and get in hand-to-hand with them? I'm going to get hand-to-hand. I'm going to get hand-to-hand with them. Okay, so you're going to... I was there. So which uh, dude should I be going hand-to-hand with? Whoever you choose to. Any of the... uh, Any of the... Bad guys you want to get within the six squares of you. Uh, got three of them that are still pointing crossbows at you. Uh, let me get one of those guys. Okay. Those guys are all the way in the back. So these guys. Yep. Move forward. So I'm... Um, can I do that? Yeah. Okay. Let me take just the one. Okay. You just set yourself up for just the one. You go charging up. Leap over the table. Dodge some debris. Leap up on a open box. Tell me how you want to attack. Unarmed strike. Unarmed strike. Yeah, okay, because I, I made them lose their action for the uh, fear, so they didn't have a ready to action. Go ahead and attack. 13. 13, you swing at him. Uh, he, ducks under your, he ducks under your attack, and you miss. <sighs> Happens to us all. Yep. <laughs> all right. Nice. That was your one attack. You've got a movement. Uh, if you got something to give you a bonus action, you can you got a bonus action move if you get a bonus action. Negative. Okay. Well, that being done, you're moving on to the first of the villains. Bowden, the guy next to you mm-hmm. that you were playing uh, playing dice with, suddenly gets up and runs up the stairs. Okay. Which will put him over on the other map. All right. I got no quarrel with him. He didn't draw on me. He, he could have tried to take a shot at me, so. <laughs> you know, he's got more important things to do. He runs up for his full action. DM2, the other guy that's standing, that's playing cards with you right across from you, Odin, mm-hmm. charges the at guy. Oh, at that or, guy? Yeah, charges at that guy. Good. Okay. All right. The enemy of my enemy. Yep. Yep. I'm, 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 I was so worried that we would assume the guys we were with were bad guys, too, and this was a, but they're not, so, at least apparently. Yeah. <laughs> So with that being said, the uh, chip, the guy in front of you, as you swing at him, he ducks under. Well, that is never a good thing to interrupt a story in the middle of a fight. I apologize for the technical glitch, but unfortunately the rest of the fight was not recorded. I'm thinking some goblins got into the system at the wrong time. So the fight concludes with Adrock, Bowden, Chip being victorious with the help of the town guard. The two warehouse workers flee into the rooms on the second floor. Two Griffin Riders, Lady Penelope and Captain Julius Hellstrom, join the city guard to investigate the disturbance at the warehouse. This part of the story comes to a close with the town guard asking the trio what their story is and how they are involved in the gang war between the Zents and Xanathar's guild. Tune in next time to see how the trio answer the guards. Thank you for listening to Smash, Loot, and Roll, and keep an eye out for Episode 9, coming soon.